0: Welcome to today's episode of Project Redemption, real life stories, redeemed, restored, retold. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and thanks for hanging out with us today. Well, welcome to this week's episode of Project Redemption, real life stories. And oh my goodness, do we have a real life amazing story for you today my listeners and those who are watching on YouTube. Patty Davis, welcome to the podcast. You are such an inspiration to me.
1: Thank you, Athena. I am humbled, humbled. Thank you.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. This is a brand new redemption press author. Patty is probably in my book. She's the epitome of a Romans 828 person, because she has had way more than her fair share of struggles in her life. But God has just brought so much good out of those hard things that, uh, and she is such a spark plug. I mean, she's just so full of energy. And so encouraging to me every time I'm around her. So, Patty, it is just a delight to have you here today and to introduce you to those who listen and watch.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for calling me a spark plug. I'm really ready for a nap right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is your time. I mean, I know how it is when we all feel like, oh, it's time to take a nap. And then we start talking about how amazing God is in our lives and how faithful He is. It's like all of a sudden the energy's back. Yes, ma'am. and here we are. So I am uh, just excited for those who are tuning in to hear how God. First off, really how God that moment in your life when God just. Really got a hold of you and changed the trajectory of your life. Kind of give us that story first, okay? i'll
1: I'll give you that story, and you can read more detail when you read my book. Yes. but um things really changed for me at age thirteen. I had been brought to the church through the bus ministry from age five. Uh, an abusive mother who had put me in the emergency room uh, my Mm -hmm. kindergarten year to have my nose stitched back together. And God was sad. He wanted me to be raised by a Christian mother and father. And when he saw that not happening, he sent the church after me. Mm -hmm. So the church knocked on the door, said, hey, we're having a children's program. And my mother thinks, goodness, never interrupted that rhythm, and we were brought to church. So from age 5 to about 13, even though I was under God's protective eye, I still endured some harsh things, physical abuse that led to, to physical abuse, a lot of neglect. The brain injury left me way behind in school. So by age 13, I was feeling like an invisible dummy. Um, mm-hmm. I did love the Lord, and I asked him as a little girl to come into my heart. And when he came in my heart, I noticed Athena, he would go home with me So it did make home tolerable. And I was literally raised and loved and mothered by the church ladies. But now here comes age 13. My relationship with the Lord was waxing and waning just a little bit. I was 13. That's a magical time. Everybody sees what they want to do when they grow up. And I didn't want to endure life one more day, Athena. Mm. In fact, life was so hard to endure that I thought dying was going to be easier. Dying was not going to be as painful as living. And I had planned my suicide, had it all planned out. And you'll read it, like I said, a lot more details. Uh, My mother had a lot of medication. We had a small home. I could access that. So I would made all these plans, Athena, to uh, get up through the evening, go to uh, her medicine cabinet, uh, take all the medication that I could swallow, and then very peacefully and unalarmedly go back to my bed, lay down, and fall asleep forever. I wasn't afraid. I had it all planned out. I went to my bedroom that night to avoid the family and any conflict. And oh my goodness, I felt like the Lord just stopped the whole universe. And he said, stop. I hear, I hear this sad sound coming from 509 Stevens Avenue. My Patty is buying a lie. And he literally came into my room. And I had a Bible sat on my dresser, Athena, but I used it like a textbook from school. Um, Pastor would read to me from it, but I never opened it. But the Lord pulled me toward the Bible that night. And I took the Bible, Athena. It was on my lap. I was on the bottom bunk of my bed. And it opened to Psalms 139, Mm. where the Lord showed this invisible dummy that I was fearfully and wonderfully made that he knit me together in my mother's womb, that he had plans for me. And that honest, that that was powerful. I felt like this invisible God had stopped everything he was doing and he was sitting on the bunk with me, Athena. His arm was around my shoulder and he was reading to me from the living word. And that night, Athena, my life changed and it had purpose. And it wasn't about me reading the Bible anymore. It was about me letting the Bible read me. The Bible read me and saw my joylessness and my hopelessness, Athena. And I thought, wow, I want to stick around and see what this God has for me for the rest of my life. And I have been madly, deeply in love with him since that night that he saved my life. Now, life didn't get easier, Athena, but it became more tolerable. And I was able to walk away and out of that home and build my own home. And my mother and I's relationship was restored by the time I was um, a senior in high school.
0: Mm. Well, I just want to like spotlight that one thing you said. It wasn't about you reading the Bible. It was about the Bible reading you and the word of God, that living word of God, reading you and showing you who you are to God, how much he loves you. And I mean, it even shows us you know you need to repent over here and over here
1: oh yes oh it'll read into our you know when when i'm not feeling brave it'll it'll give me courage but when i've got an attitude and i'm out of line it'll gently correct me and bring me Mm. to repentance so i am glad the bible reads me people misread me all the time and put me down and there's condemnation but i love the counsel of the holy spirit and Mm. the power of this living word
0: Man, that is a good, I mean, we could be done right now. And, <laughs> but, and we take that home and and drill down into that. Oh, oh my yes, goodness. Athena. But I want you to share with us, um, you know, we've all got lots of those Romans 828 moments in our life where God uses something that we could have never imagined he could bring good out or anything good could come from. And he will even take. It may be many years later, but he will take that and bring good out of it. And so I would just love to have you share one of those snapshots from your life so that we can see how God does work all things together for good.
1: He works things, yes. And it'll take years before you'll see it. So why don't we stay on the theme of my mother, since you know that I was raised by a broken woman who didn't know how to parent. But I went to a church that filled me with love and taught me how to love, a church that taught me about forgiveness. So I untied God's hands, and my parents started to value me when I was in high school. And then from that time on, my mother was never not there for me. But she was proud, and so she was never going to let God near her, Mm -hmm. but never interrupted my relationship with the Lord. And so all my life, I wished I could have fellowshiped with my mother in church, Athena, I saw so many mother-daughter routines all around me. And I saw three generations. But I want you to know I had the chance to start a new generation. So my children love the Lord. My grandchildren love the Lord. But what I love is God filled our generations up. And we turned and we faced my mother. And we filled her with unconditional love, Athena. And my mommy accepted the Lord at the end of her life. Mm. Something that took years and years, Athena, of me praying and um, and asking God to save her soul, but loving her in the midst of where she was on her journey. And um, so some of these things are very prolonged and you won't see them for quite a while. But I never was unkind. I never stopped trusting the Lord. And I untied his hands to work on her heart. Mm. But Athena, she died on bended knees. She died on bended knees she had a stroke and the Lord showed me that her head was on his lap and that he was rushing the top of her head because mm. she was a strong woman and you'll read about her And uh, but she submitted to the Lord within that stroke and she died peacefully with her forearm on the couch and her head laying on that arm and she was on bended knees because the Lord says every knee shall bow Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And, Tina, I was afraid that my mother was part of the group that would be forced to their knees. Mm -hmm. They were going to have to submit to God because the Holy Spirit's hand would be on their neck and they would bow before him, the God. But this was a woman on bended knees, submitting to God, being embraced by God, and all her wounds were healed, and she surrendered. And I'm going to spend eternity with my mother didn't get to have what I wanted here on planet Earth 100% but I'll have it forever. So I hope that's one good example.
0: That is a great example. Oh. What I love about that example is that you made the choice to forgive. Yes, ma'am. All that abuse, all of the pain, all of uh, just all of that and it was significant. You made the choice to forgive so that you could allow her hands to be, was it her hands untied? What was more,
1: I untied God's hands so he could work on her. Because remember, Athena, God won't. He can do whatever he wants, but he will not go past a person's free will. Mm. And my mother freely willed and I got hurt. You're going to get hurt. We're going to always be hurt by somebody else's free will. But we have a God who's tasted man's free will, a Jesus who put on our flesh and was wounded in every arena known to man. And he's the one. I hold his hand and he walks me out every time. And I grow and I see the good. But it's an eternal good, Athena. It doesn't always make sense here on planet Earth. But it had its place in eternity. We turned and filled my mother with love. And she accepted my God and made him her God at the end. And we'll have eternity to be together. But that that took a long time, Athena.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm sorry, but there's just so much out there that tries to tell us that if we say this prayer or we quote this scripture or we declare this or that, that God's just going to boom, everything's going to do it right now. And that's, I mean, we learn so much more. We're we're so much more refined when it takes more time where we have to press in. We have to pray more. We have to just... (laughs) get to the end of ourselves (laughs) and say, God, please, whatever you have to do. And so that is such an important point that we need to be satisfied in the waiting that it doesn't happen right away.
1: Absolutely. And this was a powerful epiphany I received um, probably eight years before mommy died because she had, through my daddy's death, some of those old things reared their head up again and I was re-injured. But God just challenged me and he said, Patty, you can walk in the offense of what your mother's done or I'm going to ask you to carry the burden for her lost soul. Mm. And see, if I walk in an offense, I'm separating myself from God's presence, Athena. But when I sincerely carried the burden of of her soul, God said, Patty, what did I tell you you could do with every one of your burdens? Mm. I said, Lord, you said I can give my burdens to you. So I untied his hands. I kept putting my mother in his hands and then it helped me go on. But um, yeah, we can really be offended, can't we, Athena? But you have got to choose um, to, to walk with a burden. I was burdened for my mother. And that was a different weight than being offended by my mother's actions.
0: Right. And that compassion, I mean, for you to see her as she's broken. And she <laughs> needs Jesus. So I don't know, that compassion can just make us see that it's not worth holding an offense over because no. it's not for what did Jesus say on the cross? Forgive them. They didn't they don't Thank know what they're you. doing.
1: Thank you. And you know, when he spoke those words, forgive them, pity. He took pity on their yeah. condition. And that's what he taught me with my mother. I had my boundaries, don't get me wrong. But um oh, what a what a mystery of the Lord. And now we're gonna we're gonna be together forever and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it'll all be given back, pressed yes. down shaken and overflowing.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that. Okay, so now we are gonna get to a few minutes about hard pressed but not crushed. Oh, yes, my your goodness. new Thank book. Thank you, Embracing <laughs> the Lessons of Life. And I love the title and the subtitle because the lessons of life are not usually fun. They are a challenge <laughs> and they refine us and they there you go teach us how to forgive and how to not go to bed angry and how not to be offended and all the things. Yes. But I just love how, you know, embracing the lessons of life that is such a powerful visual like you're hugging those lessons saying uh, oh, i'm gonna let them refine me and i just love that about oh, just how you set the stage for telling your story and encouraging women women mostly i mean I, i'm sure some men read your book yes. but I, yes. I would think it's predominantly women but just tell us oh just the basic message of your story in the book and then kind of what you're hoping those who read it will walk away.
1: Okay. Very good. Well, when you read the introduction, it gives you my main scripture for my ministry and it's in second Corinthians four, seven to nine because several generations ago we started to soften and fluff and tickles people's ears when they came into church I have a lot of women in my life that are whiners and not warriors. They're kind of pretty ponies, not war horses. And we need to know how to do warfare for our time on planet Earth. And this um, beautiful scripture talks about um, that we are going to be hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We will be perplexed, but not in despair. And we will be persecuted but not forsaken, and we will be struck down, but not destroyed. So every one of those wills comes from the the fall of planet Earth and man's free will. But letting God have the last word, you won't be crushed, you won't be forsaken, you won't be killed. And I hold on to that life verse, and that's what I want you to know, that um, life is not going to be easy, not on planet Earth we have a devil who is evil and he's grabbed a lot of hearts and we're going to run into those hearts but we have a god whose heart is amazing pure and loving and once you let him into your heart you'll be able to withstand these forces
0: amen so tell me just a couple of takeaways that your story i mean i know when I first read your manuscript, when when you first brought it in, and we met at the Proclaim Conference, that was just such a delightful time with you. It was and I amazing. Got to hear just more and more of your story, and I mean, there were some real aha moments for me. Tell me what you're hoping uh, for those reading it, and even maybe some who have already given you feedback.
1: Well, I hope that they just know that there's life after a crisis um again let god have the last word but learn how to wait and let him speak to you we want to run ahead and presume we know the way out Um, find that rhythm of rest rest in his word rest in his provision enlarge your trust and your hope um my relationship with the lord is beyond believing in him i know him now athena Mm -hmm. i know him And he's never failed me. And I want women to grow in that confidence. But that's not going to grow because you're reading a book. That's going to grow because you're in the experience, but you're not letting go of God's hand. I was homeless, Athena, homeless, laying on a futon. And I just, all I had left in me, Athena, was just to tell Satan, I am not letting go of God. Do what you may. Come against me but I'm not letting go of my God. And God honored those simple, powerful words. That's all I could utter is I'm mm. not letting go. Mm. That's all the tenacity I had in me because I was broken and God came through so beautifully. So mm. please wait for your deliverance. Please wait on your miracle. It's one whisper, one phone call, one sunrise away. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so good. And while you're waiting, letting his living word read you and take you where in the scripture you will be fed and you'll be nourished and encouraged. And I just I mean, it all ties together and just trusting him for he he is not sitting up in heaven going, ah. What is Patty doing on that futon? How did that happen? Right. No, Thank you. Yes. he's not doing that. No, He's going, I love her so much. And she's going to learn. She is going to have some experiences from this time in her life that she'll be able to then speak with authority to those you go. who are like, what does she know? Right. Then, Athena, whoa. he
1: trusted me with that futon time, that hospital time, that homeless. He trusted me that I would hold on to him and that I would shine through the testing and that I would testify about him. Mm. Okay. The word test is in the word testimony.
0: So. Hello.
1: Hello. So I am glad that he um, and I've matured enough that when something comes to me, I don't say "Why me, God?" I say, "What now? What, what are we going to do with this one?" Yeah. And, um, and people need to hear that, Athena. There's there's a big damaging movement out there that is not equipping women to fight for their homes. We have to stop fighting in our homes, Athena. We need to stop crying because of people, and we need to cry out for them. See, I stopped crying because of my mother and my husband, and I start crying out for their soul. And it was a different battle cry, Athena, and it had forward movement.
0: Mm. That's a very good word. That is for somebody that is today. So let me just say, because you just turned that crying, you changed the, the atmosphere, we the, changed the yeah, atmosphere. The attitude with which you were crying. I mean, one was self-pity. The other yes, was, yes. no, I'm going to fight for this person and their salvation. And well, our, that,
1: That's God's delight. Yes. That's God's delight. What did Jesus do at Calvary? What a fight mm-hmm. he had on his hand for yeah. my salvation. Yeah. Wow.
0: Boy, girl. Ooh. We could, like, keep going for another half an hour, but <laughs> we are out of time. Oh, Athena, oh,
1: thank you, goodness. sweetheart.
0: Hey, so if we have some people listening today and they want to find you on your website, where's the, where's the best place for them to find
1: Okay, you? my website, and I spell my name Patty with an I. So just go to patty-davis.com, and that'll okay. be my website. And then under the website, you could go under the the, the venue or menu for uh, author and you'll see the book and then it'll give you the lead to redemption press you can order your book through there uh, barnes and noble or christian bookstores and we also have it on ebook
0: perfect and let me just say for those who are listening you need to buy like five copies so you have your own to highlight underline read two or three times and then have the other four in your car ready to be able to bless somebody with because it's that kind of story that needs to be shared so let me just say um that is one of those things that i am excited to see the ripple effect that oh
1: athena thank you story and thank you for being on the journey with me redemption press
0: it has been a delight well thanks for joining us today on the project redemption podcast where we hear real life stories redeemed restored retold Brought to you by Redemption Press and Romans 828, Books and Gifts. We'd love to have you review and follow this podcast, share it with friends and family, and help us get the word out on your preferred digital platform. So again, thanks for joining me today. And I'll look forward to being with you again next week for another episode of Project Redemption, Real Life Stories. Redeemed, restored, retold.